0: Co-worker of yours Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Eli Manning and Philip
2: Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app.
0: Sound Sports Radio, 1019 FM.
1: The Fan, W F A N. I I mean, are you kidding me with Franchi Cordero? Come on now. I mean, come on, Brian Cashman is good for one of these a year. It is remarkable how he continues to find guys like this. Guys that we look at the line and be like, this is a Yankee lineup? I would have bet anything that this would not be the Yankee lineup that produces the most runs this year. We look at it with Franchi Cordero, Calhoun, Hicks is in there. You got to be kidding me. And yet, what do the Yankees do? They pound out 11 runs as they continue to just be a powerful offense. Most nights, 13 hits, 11 runs. They get the easy win over the Guardians and will now look to take another series with the rubber game tomorrow afternoon. You know, As I keep an eye on the Met game, we'll get into that as well as the Mets are trailing in the ninth inning. But the Yankees had a laugher, a nice laugher, with their ace on the mound, Garrett Cole. And I'll tell you, between Franchi Cordero, who I just don't understand how Cashman does it, You know, you get a guy like that off the scrap heap, a guy that is not a typical Yankee name or exciting guy to have in that lineup. And then you go from that to the obvious acquisition that Brian Cashman made years ago with Garrett Cole and to a guy who was just worth every penny. We've knocked Garrett Cole over the years for, you know, giving up the long ball maybe too often for an ace. A so-called ace gives up way too many homers I may have or may not have tweeted that on occasion. But anyway, Garrett Cole, and think about this, all the talk about DeGrom and Scherzer and Verlander in this town for years now, and obviously this year with you know Verlander being added to Max, Garrett Cole's the one constant. He's the one guy left standing every fifth day. He's the guy that goes deeper into games. He's the guy that dominates, and he did it again last night, or tonight, I should say. I'm still uh, on the overnight brain He did it again tonight, even after allowing the two runs in the first inning. He settles down and goes seven innings, allowing just those two runs, and does his job yet again. uh, again. At what point is Garrett Cole going to get recognized for being a dominant ace? I feel like Yankee fans don't even appreciate the greatness of Garrett Cole. It's always something. You know, the spider tech stuff, or him being frustrated that the game didn't start uh, exactly on time. But obviously, as we mentioned, the home runs, or him not being good in Boston against the Red Sox at Fedway Park. You know, we're nitpicking with Garrett Cole. We know he makes a ton of money, but Garrett Cole has been worth every penny. And how about the stuff that he says? You know, I've always liked Garrett Cole and his makeup and the mentality and the stuff that he says as a you know, coupled really with what he does actually on the mound. But the idea that he talks about, hey, I'm not looking for individual awards. I'm not looking to win any of those things based on my stats or whatever, the Cy Youngs and all that stuff. I care about one trophy and one trophy only, and that's the one that they give out at the end of October when the postseason comes to a finish, the World Series. I mean, obviously. And Garrett Cole... You know, we, we want to hear these players talk like that. He does it. I love the guy. Yeah, he's got a bunch of studs, man. Judge, Rizzo. You know, the unfortunate thing from this ball game is Gleyber Torres because he's off to such a red-hot start, and you don't want any issue with him, and not because the Yankees can't win without him over the next however many weeks. I'm assuming he's going to be out of the lineup tomorrow, of course. Why wouldn't he be? It's an afternoon game anyway, and he's a little bit banged up. But let's just say it's something that's gonna put him on the 10 day I. L. Yankees could survive for two weeks or so. But you don't want Glaber to lose the tremendous momentum he has had to start this year. That's what would concern me. He's been great. He's been a difference-making bat for him. You don't want to lose him right now. Not that this is ever a good time to lose any player, but right now is not the time to lose Glaber Torres. We've seen, you know, a guy like that that's kind of I don't want to say he's fragile, but his seasons have been fragile. Year to year, you don't know what you're going to get. 18, 19, all-star. After that, not an all-star. This year, starting out like an all-star, you hope that he can continue to build on the momentum to start the year here and not have to miss significant time with his groin issue or whatever he's got going on there. Yeah, the Mets just gave up a two-run homer here in the ninth. You know, I'm trying to do a show and trying to give you some fun here, talking about the Yankees, and I got to watch this aggravating garbage that the Mets continue to trot out there. Xander Bogart's two-run shot, 4-1 top nine pods. Anyway, with Glaber, you don't want to see him, and we'll get to the Mets when the game ends. With Glaber, you don't want to see him miss any time right now because he's red hot. But, I mean, think about this with the Yankees. They get LeMahieu back healthy, and he's performing at the top of the order. Judge is just a machine. You know, I said this the other day on Baseball Night in New York on SNY. Aaron Judge is the best home run hitter I've ever seen. It used to be Mark McGuire. It is now Aaron Judge. And Judge is much more than just a home run hitter, too. But he's just a ridiculous home run hitter. Not only does he hit majestic bombs, he does it consistently. Oh, and by the way, he hits for high average. He plays excellent defense. I mean, Judge is, believe it or not, I do think Judge is an underrated ball player. You talk about Mike Trout being the best or Shohei Ohtani. I mean, Judge is the best player for my money in the game. Anyway, he's the greatest home run hitter that I've ever seen. Rizzo's a guy who now you know is off to a hot start this year, but a lefty bat that can complement the top of that Yankee lineup. And you get Glaber going the way that he's going. And then you have these, you know, I don't want to say scrubs because that's disrespectful, but you have these, lesser-known guys. Look at how nice I am tonight. You have the lesser-known names in there contributing at the bottom of the order. Even Aaron Hicks had a couple of base hits, and I think it's over for Hicks here. Yankees got to figure out a way to move on from him. But a lot. think about this. This lineup tonight with no Giancarlo Stanton, with Franchi Cordero, Calhoun, Trevino, Hicks, and they score 11 runs. Go figure. Obviously, much more than Garrett Cole would need through his seven dominant innings. You know, Abreu goes another two scoreless as he's, uh, I don't believe, a lot of run in his work so far this year. And the Yankees continue to roll. And it'll be a matter of time before we complain about the Yankees needing to add a bat or add an arm, whether it's in the rotation or the bullpen. But the Yankees do what they always do, win series in the regular season, at least. This team will, of course, be judged by what they do in October, not April, but for now, all looks good in Yankee Land. I guess the one concern, negativity sells. The one concern, aside from still having Hicks or IKF on the roster, would be Volpe. And Volpe got the day off last night, and he'll be back in there, you know, tomorrow afternoon. And you know, he's got to start producing. The reason why he's got to start producing is you don't want his slow start to his major league career here to snowball and put him in a funk where he starts to doubt himself because he may be a confident kid and you can have all the confidence in the world. The game will at some point humble you and then you figure out, you know, how to, you got to try to figure out how to deal with adversity and really test yourself. And you don't truly have confidence until you have some success You may be confident. You can't really, truly, deep down, be totally confident if you haven't had some level of success. And not that Volpe hasn't had success. Of course he has. But in the lower levels. So at the big league level, you come up and you're humbled the way that he's been a start here, you know, first couple weeks of the season. And I don't care how confident you are. You're going to doubt yourself a little bit. Hmm, can I do this? Am I... And not good enough. What's going on here? Now, again, I'm not saying that he's thinking all these things, and it's a little early for that. But one week could turn into two, as we've seen. Two weeks can all of a sudden turn into four weeks, and now you're talking about a month plus, and then you know, you're still struggling. For a young player like that who didn't have a bunch of seasoning at the AAA level, you want to have him have some success so he could start to believe and feel and know that he belongs. He may think it, but he's got to have some success to know that that he belongs. I think long term he'll be fine, but it could be a problem here if he doesn't get going, where the Yankees just can't keep running them out there. And you can give him a few weeks, of course. A month, whatever, but they can't keep running them out there if he's hitting a buck twenty nine. They're gonna have to figure something out because you don't want to ruin him and lose whatever confidence he might have had. Anyway, eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. We'll start by taking your calls on the Yankees. We'll get into the Mets in a little bit, as Josh Hader is about to put the lights out for the Mets out at City Field. The Padres with a 4-1 lead, another anemic offensive performance for the Mets. You know, two different teams here. Yankees were built with that lineup, and it shows. The Mets were built on the starting rotation, and that shows uh, in in not good ways. We'll also get into the Knicks along the way. We're going to be doing the evenings the rest of this week, and I think moving forward because Keith is going to be on paternity leave. I'm not sure uh, when his wife is due, if they scheduled it or whatever, but I don't believe he's going to be back on the evenings For a while. So I'll be holding it down until Keith gets back. And, you know, it'll be fun here to be on right after these games and react to them, whether it's Yankees, whether it's Mets, whatever else is going on. We got a bunch of uh, playoff games coming up with both the Knicks and the Rangers. So look forward to that as well. Tomorrow, I'll start to really look ahead. We'll have some guests on, maybe preview the Knicks' Cavs series. I know the play in stuff got underway tonight. Did the Hawks win that game, Rosie? Hawks beat the Heat? Is that still going on? Still going, but the Hawks were winning last check. And then you have the T-Wolves and Lakers a little bit later on, as well as the play-in tournament. Eh, I don't know. It's not really for me. I'm an old-school, simple, one through eight. Same thing with the NHL. Let's go. One through eight. Stop with this 2-3 in each division. You have to break out of the divisions for the postseason. It's nonsense. Let's go one through eight, the old, like the old days, and get these series underway. Anyway, Knicks-Cavs will get underway Saturday. it's going to be a dilemma for me. Uh, I got, uh, you know, I mean, my daughter's second birthday party. Her actual birthday is on Sunday, the 16th. But we plan to go to Sesame Place, of all things, on Saturday. And now, of course, that's game one for the Knicks at 6 o'clock. I mean, what am I supposed to do? I already threw it out there to my wife. You think there's any chance we're back by 6? And it didn't seem like that was likely. Enjoy watching that with Big Bird. Yeah, well, right. All right. No, it'll be on the DVR. I mean, between that, I get to figure out the nick game. I get to figure out what I'm going to do with my dog because that's a long day. It takes like three hours to get there, maybe two and a half hours to get there, then to get back. Anyway, I, I know you don't want to hear about it. But either way, uh, that's my problem. That's a me problem, Wait not a man, you problem.
0: That's you're
1: going me- to DVR it and then not pay and not get spoiled? Hey, did you watch Succession? I don't watch Succession. Oh, you're lucky because I was just I know, about to spoil it for I know what happened. Yeah, but- okay. Well, right. You have to watch these things. Hey, you know what? And, uh, there's no. This is like the old days. I talk about the old days. This is the old days. You know what you got to do? Turn your phone off. Just turn your phone off. Well, you don't go on. In the old days, there was no social media, and there wasn't the advantage of being able to, you know, DVR something and watch it on your time or stream something. You either watched it or you had to put on the old school VHS tape to tape it, and not a lot of people did that. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't going to be spoiled. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure the, you know, the ending of Dallas wasn't spoiled for people because people watched it live. There wasn't no really other choice. I mean, nowadays, you got to watch these things live. Otherwise, you're in big trouble here. So many ways to do it. Anyway, no, I'm not going to have anybody spoil the Knicks game for me. I'm off. I'll be with my family. I will shut everything down. Unless I'm in the car by 6, then I can listen to it and then catch it uh, on the way. But think about this. This is, what, the sixth time in the last 25 years the Knicks are in the postseason? Another postseason series. I've dreamt about this since the 90s, since 99. And instead, I'm going to be. We have a mic, and
2: you have a phone. Call the fan at 877 337 6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
1: Kind of back on the fan. 877-337-66.66 is the number to call. Talking Yanks and their big win over the Guardians. It's funny with the Yankees because they're so good. I mean, I've said this for years. And at times you used to be like, hey, talk more Yankees, talk more Yankees. And I'm like, the Yankees are so good that they're not really even a story. Like, of course I talk to the Yankees when they're the story. Problem is they're so good. That usually they're not. That's why I mentioned Volpe and his struggles or even Franchi Cordero. I don't understand how Brian Cashman continues to do it. Matt Carpenter, Luke Voigt, Cameron Mabin. I mean, think of all the scrubs or guys. I shouldn't say that. I want to be nice. Think of all the guys that were struggling or guys you haven't really heard of, uh, you know, who who were failed in other spots. That Brian Cashman has helped. It's not just Cashman. That Brian Cashman and his front office have helped turn into impactful players, even for a short period of time with the Yankees. Remarkable. And I do think, you know, with Garrett Cole, you're looking at a dominant, you know, one of the, if not the best pitcher in Major League Baseball, and he needs to be appreciated. But, I mean, outside of that, the Yankees, just another uh, ho-hum win. They pound out the uh, the Guardians and look to make it another two of three tomorrow. And they're so, uh, they always win in the regular season. A bad year for them, it's 92 wins, that they're only going to be judged by what they do in October. Trying to figure out what the hell is going on in this Met game, but it's driving me up a wall. Canna swings at a pitch, he, that hits him in the elbow. They, they, I mean, I don't. I just don't get it. Anyway, the Mets are down three. Just well, Hayter, just put them out of their misery so I could uh, we could talk about both the Mets and the Yankees here. Uh, my God, they can't hit. The Mets can't hit, and it's no surprise because they didn't build a team to do so. Anyway, eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Ray is in Waterbury, Connecticut. What's up, Ray? How
0: you doing, Sal?
1: Ray, how are you? You
0: know, I'm watching this uh, this this pitiful hitting performance by the Mets as, as we're on the phone. You know, Sal. Enough's enough with Escobar. I know everybody loves him. I know it. The bottom line is, bring Batia. We got no hitting whatsoever. Catchers. It looks like the catchers aren't going to hit for the near future. Oh, by the, the way, how does
1: Alvarez? You want to talk about bringing Beatty up? How does Alvarez look to you? Oh, bad? Bad. Yeah. yeah okay. And then, so maybe all the fans. Maybe all the fans who say, "Oh, bring him up, bring him up, bring him up." Maybe they could. Uh, maybe they could calm down a little bit and, and see why they're not getting called up.
0: You're right, Sal. Tommy Pham looks like he can't hit. I mean, I mean, and, and, and they, oh, they think the word of, uh, of, uh, what canna. I mean, what he's no great shakes at, at this point in his career, you know? I mean, I mean, you know, the bottom line is what do you got to bring Mauricio up here? He's not going to cover. I got him. an
1: idea oh, for you because uh, you seem frustrated, Ray. You seem a little frustrated yeah. by the Mets. I got an idea for you. Why don't you watch the Yankees? Why do you watch a real team like the Yankees who put a Sal. team together that can go out there and mash?
0: Well, I'm 74 years old. I've been a Mets fan since I was 14, Sal. And how's that working out for you? i
1: live in... <laughs> I've
0: had my moments, but you know what? When it's in your blood, Sal, you, 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 no matter how bad they are, you stick
1: with them, you know? I get it. I get it. And obviously I'm just being facetious here, Ray, but it is frustrating. I know, I know. Now, as we watch this Met game together, you know, you and I, uh, and the Mets yeah. have now put two guys on with one out in the bottom of the night. That means the tying yeah. run will come to the plate. How do you feel about that?
0: Well, I would have felt better if those if, if uh, uh, Bogart didn't hit a, a two right. Yeah, down, I know. You know. Well,
1: I want you to stay with me here, Ray, during this at-bat, because you just okay. said Tommy Pham looks like he can't hit. Tommy Pham well, is stepping to the plate as the right. tying run. Pham, of course, in there against the lefty starter and Weathers tonight. Well, now he's out of the game, but Pham's still in there, and now he's facing the lefty in Hater. I happen to think this is a pretty favorable matchup here. We have a power left-hander against Tommy Pham, a guy who might be able to turn one around here. Now, I'm not saying he's going to, but it would be sweet to be able to stick it to you, Ray, who doubt Tommy Pham.
0: Uh, I hope I hope he does. I I hope I eat my words, Sal.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, I, no, I I look and I get it. And fam, he's far from the problem with this team. They have a bunch of others no. that are the problem. Right. Um,
0: yeah, but he's actually a better he's a better ball player than he's shown.
1: Well, he's a good ball player, and it's early on. I mean, we're going to overreact, same way we do with the Yankees, with w- whether it's Volpe yeah. or whatever else. I mean, Franchi Cordero. I'm sure there's going to be Yankeeography on him soon yeah. because of his yeah. hot start here. Uh, you know, for you know, whatever, however many games it's been now, you know, the, the couple of games, the couple of weeks that we've seen. um, Just like that, like, you can't overreact one way or another. I know it's what we do, and we're on after every game, and you want to talk about it, and fans want to get into it, and that's fine. But I mean, 11 games in for the Yankees and, so. and the Mets, you can't go, no, you can't write Tommy Pham off just because he's not no. dominating through. And by no, the way, I'm this is me stalling.
0: I, mean, I mean, I was only kidding there, but as far as Escobar, I'm writing him off.
1: Tommy Pham with a with a base hit, man. We can't. I don't think we get play by play, but all of a sudden, Tommy Pham. It may not be the home run there, Ray, but he's sticking it to you. What do you think, Rosie? Do we leave Ray on? as good luck here for the Mets? All right, let's keep Ray on a little bit, right? You might break a record for the longest phone calls. I'll I'll continue to fill. Just I'll I'll let you know when to talk. Let me fill here and give the people what they want. More me. So you have four two Padres. Bottom nine, Tommy Pham just smashed a, a pitch right back up the box, kind of through the middle, uh, driving in Alonzo. So it's now four two. Here's how this is going to end, and Ray, you could join me here in a second. This is how this is going to end. The Mets will make it four three. It'll be two outs, tying run at third, winning run at second, and then they're going to go down because that's what they do. They get right, they get you right there, and then they then they take it away from you. You know what I'm saying, right? You're right. You know what I think Buck was doing, Sal? I think Buck was going through
0: all that nonsense to make uh, haters stand on the mound without warm-up. Pictures. Yeah,
1: he did that, member last year with Musgrove trying to go out there during the yeah, postseason yeah. saying he had that stuff on his ear, the shiny ear thing, which I know he caught some flack for. Um, and you
0: could see... And you can see Melvin can't stand Buck. You see the look look he was giving him from the from the dugout.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if there's a you know love loss between the two. I really don't know their relationship, but I don't think Buck gives a you know what, and right, nor yeah. nor should uh, Melvin care. I mean, these are two yeah. of the best teams, Mets and Padres, two of the best teams in Major League Baseball. Up. Oh. Hmm. Well, Nito just hit one back to the box. Hater didn't know what to do with the ball, and then ended up throwing it to first. Hmm. So now you have, here we go. What'd I tell you, right? Oh, no. Yeah, it's, you're
0: right. That's probably the way it's going to go.
1: Second and third. Well, the tying runs are aboard. Winning right. run is at the plate. Two out. What stiff is coming up now? Who was Nito in there for? Rosie, who you following on? Who's Nito? And Ray, thank you. No, for I, – I
0: wasn't paying, me and you were talking. Yeah, I, didn't I know. Pay attention how he got in there.
1: Yeah, me neither. And thank you for the call, Ray. I think it's time now we let you go. We appreciate you checking in. How was Nito in the game here? For uh, Yeah, it is Alvarez. It's Alvarez. Oh, this is drama, baby. Escobar. So Nito came in the game. He pinch hit for Escobar? No. They can't do that. Would they do that? Guilherme. He pinch hit for Guilherme. Oh, he pinch hit for Guillaume, who was in because he was a defensive replacement. Dude, I will legit lose my you-know-what if Alvarez hits one here. This is the moment for him. 1-0 One and zero now facing a power lefty and hater. Alvarez is supposed to mash these type of pitchers. Two on, he's the winning run. Woo! Up and in, knocking him down. Hater knocking the big boy down. Woo! I love this, Rosie. I get excited watching this. This is fun. I know we probably shouldn't be doing this on the air, but and I don't do give a by crap. By. Yeah. Well, I'm not giving. What do you mean? We own the rights to the Mets, don't we? I'm not going to give the play by play. I'll do it after the fact. Anyway, 877-337-6666, your calls on whatever it is you want to discuss in the world of sports. Alvarez has not looked good at the plate here since he's been in the big leagues, whether it be last year in a limited time we saw him or obviously you know the few games that we've seen him so far this year. Matter of fact, not even in the big leagues. In spring training, he was awful, and it's one of the reasons why it wasn't even talked about him making the team. And I'll tell you again he looks just absolutely overmatched looks overmatched last year at Atlanta he looked overmatched and that wasn't even his fault the Mets botched that well they had last I mean year, they, they threw him into the fire they, no, they yeah, kind of botched were, it they kind of were desperate Rosie to bring him uh, you know they needed something they bring him up throw him into the fire in the Atlanta series it just reeked of desperation and it showed as he was overmatched and again here against hater he is he's 10 miles behind him give him the heater Ricky give him the heater Hater just throwing the gas. Well, Parmesan pellet. Uh, we'll keep it here for is Pete doing us uh this live this update? Yes. Is he can I talk to him? If you would like to talk to him, sure. Hey Pete. What's up, Sal? We have How Pete, are you? My former partner over at WRP McCarthy is joining us for the update, trying to figure out what's going to happen with this. What do you think here, Pete? What do you think Alvarez does? Are you watching Strike the game? Out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm a little behind. Okay. So, strikeout. All right. So we'll we're going to end up breaking the news to you when it does happen, if you're a little bit on a delay there. Uh, I think this is live here, not streaming where I'm watching it, but who the hell knows. Anyway, so second and third here, Alvarez, the last hope for the Mets, full count, 3-2, hater. Pete was right.
2: (sighs) How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.